0: They called our generation the missing millions. Missing not because we went anywhere. There's nowhere left to go. Nowhere, except the Oasis. It's the only place that feels like I mean anything.
1: A world where the limits of reality are your own imagination.
0: Hey everybody, welcome You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan, and this week, Ryan couldn't join us. He is uh, a big baseball fan, and I could not get him to step away from the TV for one episode. So instead, uh, we have my friend Devin calling in from all the way from Los Angeles. So this is hey, a cross- cross-country podcast today. So, hey Devin, how you cool. doing? Good, thanks for having me, Alan. Hey, no problem uh we've been talking about getting you on here for a while and uh it's finally worked out
1: i know i'm happy it has too i'm so excited for this one
0: so yeah we're today we're gonna talk about well there's a few reasons i have devin on the show today i really want to do a podcast on this movie that we're talking about and ryan hasn't read the book and he hasn't seen the movie um i'm guessing you could tell by the title today we're talking about ready player one and um devin has both read the book and seen the movie so him and I are on the same boat, and we both have opinions on this. Isn't that right, Devin?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I actually ended up reading the book two times through. Once because I was so interested in it, and then the second time literally in preparation for the movie. So I'm so excited for this.
0: Yeah, same here. Uh, I reread it like last week. And by reread it, I mean Will Wheaton read it to me on Audible. Because oh,
1: the sweet tenor of Will Wheaton.
0: A little bit of backstory on Devin and I. We've known each other. I was thinking about this earlier. We've known each other for about, it's been over a decade
1: Oh, has it really? It's been
0: about fifteen years that we've known each other,
1: all the wow. way back to middle
0: school. Oh man, yeah, you're right. Bus fifteen.
1: Oh man, yep, Miss Graham.
0: Miss Graham, marching band.
1: <laughs> oh man, wow, stuff so, I haven't thought about in a long time.
0: Yeah, and um, you're one of like the few people I still talk to from high school. <laughs> I mean,
1: knowing the people who went to high school with, understandable.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> but if any of them are listening to this, hi, thanks for listening hey um,
1: thanks everyone
0: we're definitely not talking about you
1: now you, you,
0: you listen to the show so hey, cool. you were the cool ones <laughs> um but yeah so we were in marching band together and stayed friends through college and all of that so and you just recently moved to la how, how do you like it yeah
1: oh i love it out here um speaking of our relationship i think i had a little kind of a small part in your wedding right oh yeah you were my best man yeah something like that
0: man that was a fun time
1: oh that was awesome oh what a good wedding yeah
0: So I think you're officially in L.A. now that you are on a podcast. I am. I think
1: that's what it means. I think I think that's part of the I think you need that before you actually get your license here. It's how many podcasts were you on. And if it's greater or less than one, they don't let you in.
0: Yeah. Well, anything I can do to help the cause. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Enough about us. Let's talk about Steven Spielberg. All right. So we're going to start off the podcast trying to avoid spoilers. Uh, we're not going to give anything major away, we're just going to talk about a little bit about what we thought of the film overall. Uh, Devin, do you want to start us off?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, as a film, I thought it was really great. Um, I kind of struggle sometimes between whether or not I would like it more if I didn't read the book, mostly because I knew what was going to happen, and a lot of the time I was kind of picking out little differences between the book and the movie, going, oh, it's neat they did that, or oh, I wish they had done that. But I think just as a movie in and of itself, without the book, it was awesome. I mean, I'm one of those people that really likes a lot of in-jokes and I like a lot of you know callbacks to a lot of stuff that I like. And I mean, that's really what this movie was. This movie was a gigantic, hey, remember that thing? Hey, did you see that thing? Hey, here's a video game you probably know. And that's right up my alley. So I really, really liked that.
0: Yeah, Spielberg really made it. I saw in an interview, he wanted to make a movie that people who don't play video games would still enjoy. And he really did that. Um I don't think you need to see the I don't think you need to read the book to see the movie. I think no. it helps in parts. Um but they they do change a lot. Um the main the main goal of this of the story is to find these three keys and the way they go about finding the keys in the book compared to the movie are different for all three. And I think they needed to do that for the movie. Um and we'll get into the details on that later. But I think The way they adapted it made it like when I was reading the book, I didn't understand how this could be a movie, yet alone directed by Spielberg. Nothing about the book jumped out at me and said, this would make a great Spielberg movie. And nothing about the film really sticks out to me saying this is a great Spielberg movie. It's good, but I don't really see Spielberg's influence on it. It feels more like a Zemeckis movie. Does that make sense? I can almost, it does. And I can almost
1: see where they might be. I mean, almost what they might be going for there though. Cause I mean, Zemeckis played a big part in the movie too. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Cause that's, you have
0: the DeLorean.
1: Well, and they had the Zemeckis cube and they had, uh, those probably spoilers, but yeah, they had, the,
0: well, they we, had that and, we'll get to that because I, I have thoughts on the Zemeckis cube.
1: Oh good. Um, I'm so excited.
0: But, um, I feel like this movie did a really good job of building the world, not only of The Oasis, which is the VR video game that they're playing, but also the real world and what's happened to society and the stacks where the tractor trailers stacked on top of each other, like skyscrapers. Um, It just, it all felt real. And you could tell, like, there was a big difference between reality and The Oasis.
1: Well, I mean, even taking it, I mean, maybe a step farther. I don't know if you've ever seen Black Mirror or anything like that. Yes. But it reminded me a little bit of that where it's technology that we currently have taken one step farther and how it could be, I mean, used to either improve or completely ruin people's lives. And yeah. I think that was one of the things that, that kind of drew me not only to the book but to the movie too so much was I really like that Black Mirror, like, hey, this technology's almost there kind of thing. And, and that's really what they did well here.
0: Yeah, I can definitely see the Oasis having an Oasis-type thing that's easier access for everyone. Because right now you can buy a VR headset for a few hundred bucks for your PlayStation or computer, but I think in the near future it's going to be cheaper.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't know how hard they hit this in the movie, but at least in the book, I think the cost of an Oasis rig in the book was 25 cents. And that's why you saw all of these people from all walks of life have these, I mean, seemingly expensive like technology or have all this technology like in their homes. Yeah, is because this stuff was so cheap and so accessible. And I know that, you know, as a society, I think we're trying to get Internet access and and more technology available to more people, regardless of income level. So it's kind of like just real life, but like two steps farther almost.
0: Yeah. Um, Visually, like I said before, that this didn't really feel like a Spielberg movie. And it does in parts, but I feel like this is something that needs to be seen on the big screen. If you want to see this, and I saw it in 3D, and I highly recommend a 3D for this.
1: I didn't actually see it in 3D. Was it good? It like, was, was it well done? 3D or was it a lot of like poking at the, you.
0: The Oasis stuff was really good. It's not like in your face like Spy Kids 3D. Here's here's a Stallone throwing things at you. It's oh. just like adds depth and it really it reminded me a lot of like when i saw avatar in 3d like that's the big one that people say this is the best 3d ever it reminded yeah. me a lot of that and when avatar came out there was this whole thing about people being upset that pandora wasn't real and like going through withdrawal after seeing the movie and being <laughs> upset that they couldn't live on pandora i wanted to be in the oasis after i saw this like oh, i Oh man me too I, like i went into the theater and it, it was kind of Surreal because I went into the theater and there was snow on the ground because we, we got a snowstorm the night before. And oh, Pennsylvania. I, yep, Pennsylvania. Gotta love it. <laughs> um, I go into the theater, I come out, all the snow's gone. So it's kind of weird. Like, is this reality? Like, wh- is this the real life or is this just fantasy? Like, I don't know what's going on and why am I quoting cre- Queen?
1: Oh, I kind of love that, though. I mean, um, and I'm the same way, though. I mean, the, they made, they did such a good job of making the Oasis a solid place. Yeah. Like, a place that had very definable rules that had very definable characteristics and, like, a place you wanted to live in and wanted to go to.
0: Yeah. And they didn't have to get into all of the rules of the Oasis that, um, that they get into in the book. But oh, definitely. They, they um, did a good job of establishing it and letting you know what you needed to know instead of all the extra filler about all the history and the 25 cents for the headsets. and
1: Right, and like there's like a whole like subplot in the in the book where like every one of the main characters has their own tv channel and and like yeah. they run things and they all own planets and stuff like you didn't need any of that really to still get the point across what this was and how popular those people were
0: yeah the biggest the biggest i don't think this is really much of a spoiler the biggest difference between the movie and the book is the movie is more wade centric like it's all about wade you follow him on his own Throughout the whole movie, and he's on this quest alone, and he pisses about all of his pretty much everyone off along the way. Yeah, in this, it's more of a teen story, like they come together way sooner than they do in the book, which I feel like you needed to do for the movie. Because if you, I
1: absolutely agree, and, and they gave everyone else so many more things to do, too, like they really did, had, yeah.
0: Um, and I Uh, When we get into spoilers, I'll say what I liked and what I didn't like about that. Because I, again, have some thoughts.
1: Yeah, I got some thoughts too there. I'm excited Um, for the spoiler part.
0: another, Another issue that... One of the issues that I have with this, and I knew going into it, I'd have this issue, is with the Easter eggs. Every pop culture reference that they have in this, with the exception of a few is like, hey, what does Warner Brothers have the rights to that we can put in this movie? <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: I guess they have to pull from somewhere, though.
0: Yeah, and it it's just like, okay, I was worried that the DC stuff would be a lot heavier than it was, and you still yeah. you still get Batman and Harley Quinn and Joker in there, um, but it's nowhere near as bad as I expected it to be.
1: No, it's, it really wasn't too bad. I mean, I actually didn't go into it thinking that, and now that you said it, I'm like, oh yeah, I totally should have expected nothing but Warner Brothers. But it, you're right, it wasn't like, it wasn't as bad as I thought, and it didn't seem like they were trying to use it as an advertisement for something else. It didn't feel like they were like, hey, here's Warner Brothers' next big movie. These two references are going to be big.
0: Yeah, it's not like they chew horned in, uh, mustacheless Henry Cavill.
1: So, <laughs> I would have loved that. <laughs> Oh, that would have made it so much
0: better, All right, too. so overall, I recommend seeing this movie, even if you haven't read the book. Um, I also really recommend the book. What do I you I recommend...
1: Think I'm exactly the same way. I recommend seeing it... I actually recommend, I think, seeing the movie first, and then if you like the world and wish you knew more about it, I recommend reading the book. Yeah. I think that's the order that I would do it in.
0: Yeah, I think I agree, too. Um, there's a lot more to like about the movie than... Like, if you're on, if you don't know, like, I feel like the movie's a good jumping off point and then go in and get a deeper dive with the book because it's completely different.
1: It is. And um, even the references are, I mean, like you said, mostly Warner Brothers in the movie, but the book is a whole completely different set of, of references, too.
0: Yeah. Um, and on that note, I think we're going to get into spoilers. So if you don't want to know details about this movie, if you haven't seen it yet, um, now is the point to turn off the podcast and come back after you see the movie. And Thanks read the for book. listening so far, though. Yeah. Uh, so now that we got rid of anyone who doesn't want to hear spoilers, uh, let's talk about the fact that they did not kill Shoto. Yeah, I,
1: that was the one change I didn't like at all, actually.
0: yeah. Um, they, I don't, like, I wanted him to, like, I know they had to bring everyone together, and I get that, but... There's no reason he couldn't uh, – like, he should have had to sacrifice himself at some point in there, like,
1: with, right. their, well, with there them is... being
0: attacked and chased. and
1: Well, and there was even a point where Daito looked really sad about, like, having to go, like, fight someone. And, like, in the book, that was because he was doing it for Shoto. And in the movie, I'm like, I guess he's just sad right now? Like, yeah. I'm not sure why he's sad. And, like, it just – it made IOI in the book much more of an intimidating thing and really ratcheted up the danger that everyone else was feeling.
0: Yeah. I feel like they could have easily, like it sucks if they would have gone this way, but they could have killed him off camera. Like they did in the book. Like you just find out later, like, like he shows up with H and he said, Oh no, Shoto died. Like they killed him. Like, well is it because they didn't make his
1: they didn't make Shoto like in Oasis much of a character though because I feel like he was more of a character in the book yeah. like they had a lot of meetings they talked a lot you got a sense of his personality in the Oasis and then he just died and then Daito is upset and then you saw real Daito
0: yeah I think that's what it was I, I get that they wanted to keep the, uh, the high five together and for the end which is yeah. which is good Hollywood ending um spielberg ness but i i would have much rather somebody actually sacrifice themselves yeah and i the mean on, the only real death you have in this is aunt alice and her boyfriend and i don't yeah. care about them at all like they're not sympathetic characters
1: right and that, they're not supposed to be like yeah. i mean it sucks they're dead but i mean he didn't like them either
0: yeah even his neighbor lived and in the book like that's a big th- like her death is like what hurts him the most but she lives by the end of it like she comes out and says oh we know exactly who you are mr sorrento yeah it was like why like why was he the person that like or why was she the one that like showed up and had to say that at the and end And how did she live like i don't understand like if that whole stack went what was right. she doing like uh, yeah i don't i'm just yeah. morbidly really curious about what where was she when that blew up
1: she had to have some sort of really awesome story about that. I'll yeah. bet she does. And that's going to be like the Lion King one and a half to this movie is her story.
0: Yeah, it's just like it's just a short on the Blu-ray. <laughs> just what she was doing. Oh, I want that. Takes another two years for Spielberg to make. <laughs> uh, another thing that I think... Um, I'm just looking at my notes here. Sure. Um, I feel like the love story between... Percival and Artemis was suffered because of the movie. And it's not a strong love story to begin with in the book, but I feel like it's a lot more rushed in the movie.
1: Yeah. I mean, in the book, you have a lot of the, like, they get together and then like, you have a lot of different dynamics in the relationship where like, you know, they find out that they're pretty compatible, but then, Oh, but we're online. This could never work out. And, you know, there's a lot of like ebb and flow to the relationship. And in this one, it's like, there's maybe five minutes of her going, we're online i could be anyone oh by the way i'm here in real life so it doesn't matter like there isn't much i mean and part of it is you have to adapt a book to a movie and, and that time frame has to be like squashed but it just didn't it didn't feel like as natural of a fit i thought
0: yeah um and then another thing like they, they work together a lot more in this and i guess if you're building that team dynamic Like You want them working together on the puzzles like Trying to find the easter egg But what I liked about the book was Everyone's out for themselves And they're keeping the secrets
1: Right and like that's the thing Is even when the after the first trial Where he was like yeah I told H But made him promise to keep a secret Like a second later everyone's telling everyone Everything and it doesn't matter And then they all kind of unanimously decide that like You know that Wade needs to be the one To win all of this because Wade Yeah like and and you're right with the team dynamic, but they like the whole book. They kept going, you know. We're not a clan. We're not a clan. We're not a clan. And at the end, he's like, "This is my clan." And then like the music swelled,
0: and I'm like, "Oh, yeah." Um, now, as far as my favorite change that they made from the book to the movie is the diaries.
1: The diaries.
0: The, the the journals with uh, the museum that they go to instead of him just having Oh a book.
1: yeah, that was a really good idea.
0: Yeah, I really liked how they did that. Because it's really hard for him to just be like a lot of the references in the book are just him in narration talking about Oh yeah, he liked this movie and he played this video game. But here you can right. actually go back and visit every moment of his life, which is weird as fuck. But it's super,
1: yeah, but it's so cool and like they can examine it from different angles and they like saw people's reactions to things, and I really liked
0: that. And then at the uh, end of it, that gave you the the great reveal of Og being the curator for all of that. Yep, because one of my favorite, yep, and that was. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of the book is the fact that he's been watching them the whole time, and he's just like in- invisible. And it's kind of out of nowhere, but in the movie, it makes yeah. a lot more sense for him to be the curator who gives him the extra life token, which is another right, thing and I I actually,
1: well, I actually really got mad at the curator for a second because there was a part where like Wade found something out and I forget what it was, but then the curator seemed incredulous and was like, what? And I'm like, you're a robot. Stop having emotions to things. Yeah. But, like, that really worked well, and I know that's what they were going for, and I know I fell right into it, but, like, I'm so happy they did that. Yeah. Um... But, no, back to that coin. I really like what you said. Um, I really like the way they got it in this a little better because in the book, for those of you that don't know, they, he just plays a perfect game of Pac-Man. And, like, not that that's an easy thing, but... That doesn't show well on the screen at all.
0: Yeah. There's no there was no way to actually do that on the big screen and make it interesting. Well, I mean, they so
1: they did the the adventure thing at the end, which I really liked because that was basically how like most of the challenges went in the book. Like the first challenge, wasn't it like he walked through a D and D map and then at the end of it had to play Joust against a knight. Yeah. And like that was it. Like that's that's cool in book form but like that doesn't show well at all on the screen like it i don't really watch doesn't. two people play
0: yeah um, so i really like yeah it. that and the whole reenacting full-length feature films like if he would like i when i read the book i was like how the hell are they can do the war games thing like i don't know how that's going right. to happen because you don't like you're not going to be able to do a whole montage of him just quoting lines from War Games. Right. Or Although Python. I was
1: excited. I did really want Matthew Broderick to come back, though. I did, like, too. Like, I want him to be in I this movie. That, that would have made me happy.
0: First thing I said to my wife, because she read the book, too, and she was really excited to see them do War Games because she likes that movie. And I was like, yeah. you you don't want to see the movie. She's like, they cut War Games, didn't they? He's like, yep.
1: <laughs> she just caught on right away.
0: <laughs> yeah, she knew exactly what I was talking about. But... How did you feel about The Shining?
1: I loved it. I, that is a haunted house I want to go to. Like they set it up like it's just like crazy haunted house you got to walk through. I love it. Like I thought it was so cool.
0: Yeah. I really liked the way they went about that. And then um, I I really identified with H there because I've never seen The Shining either. I know enough about it that I expected the blood to be coming out of the elevator, but he, they just go in clueless and it's like, I I don't know what's, we can't go in that room. Like don't go in that room. Well, I, Oh my gosh.
1: I don't know what kind of like what the, the crowd was like when you saw it, but the movie theater that I saw it in the crowd lost their mind for those parts. Like when H was like, Oh, try this elevator. The whole audience was just like, dying laughing because they knew what was going to happen to him and then when he like wandered into the room like everyone knew what was going to be behind the bathtub and in the curtain and like like it was honestly it was the part that got the biggest laughs in the whole movie from the audience i saw it with
0: the the crowd that i saw the movie with was three other people because i saw it at 1 30 <laughs> on a monday <laughs> afternoon okay um so if anyone was was laughing i was far enough away that i couldn't hear them Aww. But I, I laughed at parts Like I was oh, definitely yeah. laughing I think my biggest laugh Was when they threw the Chucky doll At oh the uh, gosh, at the yes. Sixer And then he just takes off and says it, Fucking Chucky doll
1: <laughs> I know and that was like That was their fuck word right like that was the one time They got to say it in the movie right
0: Yep that was that one
1: It was such a good use of it like oh that was That was a good part I liked a lot during that scene too you brought up like how they would show all of the Sixers like dying because of what's happening in the game. And like I yeah. just thought that was so cool they just reinforced that whole like video game versus like real life kind of thing. And I feel like the book didn't do that as well.
0: Yeah. I really liked how they like with um Artemis going into IOI. I liked how they yeah. took the elements of the book where it's Parsival that goes in. Yeah, and they they switched it around to make it more visual and had her be able to break out and help them from the inside. And
1: well, I, I love that it was her going into I O I too, because I mean, even in the book, her dad died at one of those centers, and like that's yeah. part of her character's backstory. So she can be like understandably afraid and apprehensive and nervous to be in that. And in the book, she's like, "My dad died in one of those centers," and Wade went, "Neat, I'm going," and like that was it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that. That always like even when we were reading the book. I was like, "Why is he doing this again?" Like this yeah. seems like a bad idea, and it works out in the end. But that's how it was written. So um, yeah, they like ocean, oceans.
1: Oceans Leavened it, where it's like, "Why are they doing this?" Oh yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Looking at my notes. So can we talk about um if if you don't have anything on your notes, quick. Sure. Uh, the, the race in the beginning. So I get. I really like that they changed the first trial. To be um, to be like a more visually stunning thing and, and I love the race. I think the yeah. race is really cool
0: okay
1: I don't know if I really am in love with the idea that it was a race that no one could beat for six years. I don't know how I don't know how I, I believable I find that because six years is a really long time especially if you're talking about people who like this is what they do every day and IOI's been doing that every day too like I don't, I don't know if I can believe that no one beat it in six years
0: what I didn't like about it was the portal to it just showed up out of nowhere. Yeah. They never explained who who found, who started it. I'm assuming it was Aug.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah. Like my biggest problem with it is. um, I, I actually, I don't think it was there for the whole five or six years. I think it was more recent. Oh, it did it made, show up? Or, okay. I think it, I think it went a lot. Like I think he says something about it going five years without any progress, and then this portal showed up.
1: So uh, it might it might be only be a
0: few months. That's but, a little
1: better for me yeah. then, because like yeah, for some reason I just took it as like oh six years went by and no one can beat a race. Come on.
0: What I don't like is how easy it was to actually beat. Yeah. You just got to go backwards. Like I guess that's more difficult than they made it seem but it looked like the track was kind of oh yeah you you're not going to run off the track at all like you just right. hit it in reverse and you're good.
1: Yeah, and you just it's basically a carnival ride at that point. Yeah. Although as a, a huge fan of like you know dark rides in general, I mean, you know, it's not a it's not a stretch as to why we moved so close to Disneyland. Um, I really loved the idea of like seeing the elements of the ride like rise up and like getting like the behind the scenes peak of something you've already seen. I thought that element of it was really neat.
0: I really liked that too. Um, that was that was probably my favorite part of that challenge was just him going underneath and of course he's in the Delorean so
1: well, right and that's oh, it's so good. I'm well, glad so, I, I'm glad so that-
0: they did I'm glad they did not touch the Delorean. That is the way it was in the book.
1: Right, and so. that's oh, and it was so good that they had that. I mean, he didn't get it until, like, like what, a fourth of the way through the book, though? But I like that he just had it in this. Yeah. Like, it made it seem like more of, like, a choice he's always made.
0: Yeah, because I think it's implied that he gets more money. He has more money in the Oasis in the movie because he keeps, like, falling behind the people who die in the race. Right. And just right. I mean, the they... coin.
1: Yeah, they brought up his like his I'm not very rich a little bit in the beginning where he's like oh, I don't got gas or money and then he just gets it. Yeah, and it just does it doesn't seem like as much of a limiting factor as it does in the book and that's okay. Like yeah, I feel like his character development in the movie wouldn't have been any better had you known he started off very poor. Yeah, in the oasis.
0: Okay, so that's the first challenge. We already talked about the uh, second challenge. We talked a bit about the th- we pretty much covered the challenges. Um. Let's talk a little bit about James Holiday. Okay. Um, in your opinion, is he more George Lucas or Garth from Wayne's World? Because I'm torn.
1: <laughs> you know, I never made that connection before, but now that you say it, he's just Garth from Wayne's World. Okay. Like he's yeah, that's that's what I'm getting there.
0: I can definitely see where people are getting the comparisons to George Lucas because he is really soft-spoken like that. Yeah. Um, and I can definitely see Spielberg. Being like, hey, I know this guy. Um, not saying you should do it this way because you're an Oscar wit, Oscar nominated actor. I mean, he might have won, but hey, uh, here's some <laughs> tapes of George Lucas. Because um, the the parallels between, Holiday and George Lucas, like the creator of this massive thing that, yeah, everyone loves and becomes such a part of everyday life. Mm-hmm. Like I can definitely see that.
1: Right, and and especially something that's kind of grown up a little bit beyond what he, what he made it to be too. Yeah,
0: but at the same time, that hair and the the clothing style—it's Garth.
1: It's just Garth, yeah. They're like dressed like this. I mean, I like it because I mean the character is very much grounded in that time period. Like, mm-hmm. that's what he was obsessed with, which is awesome. Like, and that was that was absolutely the right choice to go costume wise. I thought.
0: Yeah. Alright, so I mentioned before I had issues with the Zemeckis Cube.
1: Oh yeah, tell me about it.
0: Okay. So I feel like I, I enjoy the Zemeckis Cube for what it is. I get I like the reference. I don't really know why you made it a Rubik's Cube. But okay. <laughs> yeah. My problem with it is that's the that was a prime opportunity to make a reference to Galaxy Quest and you didn't take it.
1: Really? I never thought about that. The
0: Omega thirteen. Why not just make it the Omega-13? And then pe- some people might be like, "What? what's the Omega-13?
1: But then the people that get it are going to love it.
0: Yeah. And then you know that that's going to happen. Because the Zemeckis Cube, like you figure, oh, it might have something to do with time travel. It also might have something to do with a feather floating th- in the air and going through all the different events of American history. Right. You don't know. But like if you made it the Omega-13, which is which was produced by DreamWorks, which Spielberg has a stake in. Like, I don't yeah. know why you don't make that reference. Like,
1: yeah, I feel like that's...
0: it was just a missed opportunity. And by Balfour's Hammer, they shall be avenged. <laughs> that, I never even
1: thought about that. I mean, in defense of the Zemeckis Cube, I really, really liked how when they used it, they had the Back to the Future like little tinkling music in the background.
0: Yeah. That like... part was cool. I like how they used that in the uh, marketing as well. Yeah. Because it's Alan Silvestri doing the music. Oh. Which is weird because this is one of three movies that Spielberg's done that wasn't scored by John Williams. Really? Yeah. Um,
1: I don't know if I knew that.
0: I think he was too busy with The Post. But not Star Wars. Star Wars didn't keep him busy at all. They're saying it was The Post. Oh. It was probably a combination of The Post and Star Wars that he couldn't do this one.
1: I'm sure. Um, huh,
0: that's but interesting yeah. though but Sylvester is like up there, like pretty much the same. Which is oh, kind really? of kind of why it makes made it made me. That's why it made it feel like a Zemeckis movie more than Spielberg to me.
1: I mean, I can definitely see that. I just I don't think I know enough about Zemeckis movies in general to be like ah, it's a Zemeckis movie.
0: Yeah. All right. I, I just
1: th- knew that it was a Spielberg movie, and then a T-Rex showed up, and I went.
0: Yeah, the th- the other thing that I don't like about Spielberg directing this is you miss out on so many references from the 80s because mm-hmm. Spielberg is the 80s. Like you've got ET, you've got the DeLorean which they kept, but you've got the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. Um they snuck in some gremlins behind Spielberg's back, but there's so much that they didn't touch that they could have. You've got uh Jaws could have been in there. You could have um, yeah. had um could have had um close encounter spaceships like there's so much that you could have had that you just didn't tap
1: I mean that's a good point I, and I never really thought about it that way I think I kind of took the I'm just so appreciative of all of these references that I'm seeing right now and like I mean it, you're right I mean most of of what they would have thrown in there would have been more more 80s references yeah especially in relation to like Halliday and what he was doing
0: yeah so speaking of references I gave mm-hmm. you I gave you several homework assignments you did the first one was make a list of all the different easter egg cameos that you caught in the movie so i figured what we would do because i have a list here as well i figured you'd say one and i'll say one we'll kind of go back and forth and see what all we came up with and talk about it a little bit so what's what's the the first one on your list
1: jason uh jason Jason. Voorhees.
0: okay i did not have that one where was he
1: Oh, he was on Planet Doom when they were fighting. Somebody like shot him or pulled him apart or something. Okay.
0: Cool. My first one's Batman because you get the opening uh <laughs> This is the Oasis and you can go climb Mount Everest with Batman. Yeah. Which is I don't know if I'd go with Batman. Like I don't I wouldn't climb Mount Everest with Batman. Like that's just weird. Like who who does that? I mean it's a good I mean, yeah. I would jump plan. off of Mount Everest with Batman and glide down. Like I would do that in a heartbeat. Um, you and
1: Batman have to get up there. Maybe that was the like the preamble. Maybe you have to climb it to jump off it with him. I,
0: I guess. <laughs> um, all right, what else do you got?
1: Uh, I saw Freddy Krueger.
0: Of course, if you got uh, Jason oh. in there, you got to have Freddy because You're Freddy? They're, they're they're peas in a pod now. Oh, yeah. Um, another one I had from the opening was Minecraft. Oh, yeah. Minecraft was in the opening. I forgot about that. That was that was a little much for me like okay i get that there's going to be a minecraft world and i guess you're catering this part to the eight-year-olds who are seeing the movie but i was like come on really you're gonna lead off with minecraft that's the first thing you see when you go into the oasis is minecraft like make it like uh if you're gonna go video game reference i guess that's the one to go to but why not something like mario like show like the mushroom kingdom and or different things like maybe Crash Bandicoot, or I know this is more recent, but the island from Fortnite, do something like that. Right. Um, make it a little right. bit different instead of just Minecraft.
1: I mean, I don't know why, but whenever they showed Minecraft, I got a little bit of like PTSD from the uh, uh, from the emoji movie when they showed up in Just Dance. And that's so I, what it,
0: that's what reminded me of. Did you see yeah. the emoji movie?
1: I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, i saw more of it than i should have um and, and it just, for some reason just reminded me of when they showed up there where it was like hey kids this is a thing you do look at it
0: yeah that's exactly what it made me feel like too because i yeah. saw a trailer for the emoji movie on a blu-ray the other day and i was like Ugh.
1: <laughs> did you see the emoji movie
0: i did not um but i we watched the trailer for it in front of um jumanji on blu-ray the, <laughs> Good. the rock one and yeah. we were watching it with my father-in-law, and he's like, what is this? He's like, it's the Emoji Movie. Oh, oh. well, there's not really a poop emoji, is there? Oh, no. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, there is.
1: And here's your play by?
0: Uh, Patrick Stewart. Oh, and man. then um, he's like, that's not a real thing. And then Anna showed him on her phone, like, no, yeah. it's a real thing. It's right there. He's like, who would send that to their friends? Like, that is so <laughs> Yeah, and, and then I, I said to him, I was like, "Yeah, it's a really shitty thing to do," and he oh. he lost it. He's like, "Careful now." <laughs> I was I was so proud of that joke that uh, I, I, I had be. to bring it up. Okay, That's who? So what yeah. else do you got?
1: Uh, I mean, obviously, I saw King Kong. Yes, you really can't miss him. I mean, yeah. I'm
0: happy he was there. Yeah, I mean, for a New York setting, it makes sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, he acted a little bit like, um, a little bit like Donkey Kong in, uh, in like the old style Mario games, where yeah. like he was the one blocking the very end of it, and I thought that was cool. I like, th- I like how they used him there.
0: Yeah, I mean, Kong's a Kong. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, another one I had was Harley Quinn and the Joker.
1: Yep, got those two as well. I mean, they were a little gratuitous, if you're yeah. gonna be honest.
0: I mean, Harley Quinn was there much longer than the Joker. Yeah. I still like the Joker in this more than I like Jared Leto.
1: He was totally modeled after Jared Leto,
0: though, right? Yeah, but he didn't say anything, which is better.
1: (laughs) I didn't hate Jared Leto's Joker that much.
0: I didn't hate him. I I like his Joker more than I like the one on Gotham. I haven't seen Gotham. The one on Gotham is just doing a Heath Ledger impression, and it pisses me off.
1: Oh, that would make me sad, too. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. Because
0: people say, oh, he's the best Joker. No, he's not. One, Mark Hamill's the best Joker. And two, this guy's not even Ooh. doing his own Joker. He's just doing Heath Ledger.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, I mean, that's right.
0: So, but we're not talking about Gotham. We're talking about... Um,
1: <laughs> Did you feel what we're talking about?
0: No, uh, my, my wife's texting me at the same time. So, oh, okay, what, sure. do, what do you got?
1: Um, the next one like, we talked about already, T-Rex. Yes. Had to be in there.
0: Yep, I mean, uh, life finds a way. <laughs> All right. Uh, RoboCop. Love RoboCop, some- where is he? Love me some RoboCop when he's first entering the Oasis. Oh. Uh, in the little weight room area, like, like when everyone first gets out, RoboCop is blinking. You miss him.
1: Oh wow, that's yeah. really cool.
0: Yeah, RoboCop's one of those movies that I, if it's on TV, I will stop and watch it. If it's one or I... two, three, not so much, but one and two no matter where it is in the movie i will watch it
1: it's still on my list of movies i got to watch
0: i'd buy it for um, it's a dollar um that's a it's a robocop reference if you haven't seen it you're not going to get that Man, um that's what okay what see. else do you got
1: uh, i got tracer from overwatch she showed up like 3 times in the movie
0: yeah there are a bunch of overwatch references which makes oh. me makes me wonder like I, I just kept seeing characters like oh they look like they're from overwatch yeah I, I haven't played enough overwatch to know who's who sure but um i was like okay so i guess warner brothers has the rights to overwatch so maybe that means we're getting a movie in the future
1: i mean i'd be down for that
0: yeah um another one i saw that i hope we don't get a movie of in the future is hello kitty
1: oh yeah i forgot about hello kitty
0: and i think she's walking by with um somebody else but i can't remember who yeah there's like a
1: pack of three of them i remember what you're yeah. talking about though
0: um one looked like a minion, but I don't think it was a minion.
1: Oh, it might not have. Been, I don't know. Um, I forget.
0: Wait, what else you got?
1: Uh, I got Goro from Mortal Kombat, and Mortal Kombat in general, because Mortal Kombat's like all over that movie.
0: Yeah. Um, in the vein of video games, I there was a shit ton of Master Chiefs.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: It's like a gaggle of Master Chiefs just going into the final battle.
1: Well, even in that store, they had like a whole Halo aisle in the store.
0: I love that store. We're going to get into that here in a bit. Oh, um, good, because
1: I one of my references was from that store too. Okay. Uh, there's a Borderlands section in the store. Where oh, Clap is Trap there? Is
0: the I, yeah. I did not see that.
1: Um, my wife actually caught that. Uh, Romano oh, nice. afterwards was like, "Did you catch? Did you catch Claptrap?" I'm like, "No, I missed it." Nice. Yeah.
0: Um, no, I can't. I can't say for sure that I saw this, but I'm okay. pretty sure I saw this. Pretty sure I saw a street shark in there.
1: Oh man! Which is See, a very
0: I, deep pool, but I'm not 100 percent sure.
1: I would be so happy if there was there was really street sharks in there, though. Like I I want to know. Like you and I were talking a little bit earlier about this, how you want to just watch the movie like frame by frame. I really want to do that too.
0: Because uh, when you're in the oasis, almost every frame can be taken out of the movie, put it in an actual frame, and hung on the wall. Oh, absolutely. And, like As a puzzle, like, hey, see how many things you can find. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's crazy, because there's so much there, and I'm, I'm waiting for the list of every single thing that's in this movie. Um, which is probably just at the end credits, but...
1: <laughs> it's true, though. And I'm sure they exist online somewhere. I just I didn't want to look them up for this. I wanted to like, yeah. actually remember them.
0: Yeah, what else do you got?
1: Uh, I found Battletoads. They were in there a couple times. Yeah. In like in like the last fight scene, I saw them a whole bunch doing stuff. That was pretty cool. Uh,
0: I like the cameo of the teenage mutant ninja turtles.
1: Yep, I had them on my list too. And they yeah. were the they were the Michael Bay ones, right?
0: Yeah. Which I guess is okay. I'll accept it. <laughs> I, I mean, mean there've been
1: worse iterations.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're already doing the CG um, versions of it, why not? Right. Uh, that, I
1: found Laura Croft.
0: I did not see that one.
1: It was real quick by Tracer once. I think she's even in some of the promo stuff, like in the background. But like, I I saw like old Scott, old style Laura, and I'm like, oh, hey, look who that is.
0: Yeah. Um, and the I only have two more that are pretty obvious. Um, mm-hmm. Iron Giant, obviously. Oh yeah. Uh, kind of just in your face. My how did you feel about the use of the iron giant it was
1: interesting i liked the idea in the book a lot where the book every in the book everyone had a giant robot and someone picked the iron giant and that's awesome um in this one honestly i think it did a lot to help h's character development a little better than than in the book because in the book like h's whole character was i'm wade's friend and that was it and in this one like h built the iron giant like know she had something to do and had like a very specific set of skills that no one else had and actually you know what now that i talk about it i liked it what about you
0: this is coming from somebody who hasn't seen the iron giant but i know enough about it isn't the point of the iron giant is that he doesn't want to fight that he's not a weapon
1: yep and and i i was really hoping you'd go there because oh absolutely because
0: it completely contradicts what the iron giant stands for
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it, it was strictly nostalgia pandering. Like it was, Hey, look at this.
0: Yeah. And so I don't like it from that point of view. Mm -hmm. I like that he builds it. And I like Mm -hmm. that in the end, his biggest use in the final battle isn't as a weapon, but as a bridge.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, and that one plays to the character a little bit too.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, anything else you got? Yeah, I got two more.
1: Uh, One of them was Chun-Li. Hers was pretty – she did a pretty gratuitous cameo in there from Street Fighter. Okay. Uh, She was, like, fighting somewhere. And my last one is – and I'm in debate as to what I saw, but it was a big bird with someone riding on top of it going into battle. Now, my nerdy self wants to go, oh, that is a Chocobo from Final Fantasy. But they bring up Joust a lot in the book, and it never really gets mentioned here. I'll bet you it's a Joust reference, and that was, like, the Joust character. It might
0: be. They do – there is a poster of Joust at the very end when he's speaking to Halliday. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Uh, When he shows up in Halliday's childhood room, there's a Joust poster, which I thought was a really good way of acknowledging the book.
1: Yeah, because they go to – like, Halliday's room plays a really big part in the book, and in the end, it's just like, hey, this is where we are.
0: Yeah. Um. And then of course, Mecha Godzilla.
1: Oh yeah, Mecha Godzilla.
0: Which I'm glad they kept in because that's a yeah. big part of the book.
1: Well, so the one thing that I was kind of happy that they did, now that we're kind of on that part, is I'm kind of happy that they updated everybody's um, everyone's mechs to mm-hmm. like mechs that most people would understand. Like Wade ends up choosing Supida Man or he ends up choosing Leopardon, which is Supida Man's mech, which yeah. I honestly wouldn't have known without this book. Like Yeah. I don't know Japanese deep cut TV shows that well. So I don't know if I would have gotten that.
0: Yeah, that would have been. Um, like even the uh, Shogun that they bring in at the end is a deep pull. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I don't really know what that is. I know it's a thing. I just don't know what it is.
1: Right. And I mean, I'm happy that they, they brought in some more well-known references for people like nowadays, which was pretty nice.
0: Yeah. All right. So, that's it for my list.
1: Yep, that's all my list too.
0: Okay. Now we're going to go on to part 2 of our homework. <laughs> this is the fun part. All right. So, what I had Devin do after seeing the movie is we came up we each came up with because each character in the movie has their own vehicle, a giant robot, a costume, and a weapon. So, we each came up with a list of what ours would be if we were in the Oasis. So, Devin, you go first. What was your vehicle? All right. So,
1: my vehicle is the Homer from The Simpsons.
0: God damn it, you motherfucker. (laughs)
1: Was that yours?
0: I Okay. So, originally, (laughs) I had put down the Batman Forever Batmobile. Yes. But then I was like, no, I'm going to change it to the Homer. Oh, no. With the Batman Forever uh, wheel decals.
1: Oh, I love that. But go ahead.
0: Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. All
1: right. So, uh, and I... I kind of took this a little far and and have a couple of weapons. So my main weapon is uh, a gun blade from Final Fantasy VIII because okay. it's a gun and a sword because why not? And you'd like the Zemeckis cube, I came up with the bay grenade. And what it does Shit. is it makes a lot of mostly useless explosions.
0: That's fantastic. Um,
1: my giant robot is Gigantor. Which, despite me saying, oh, I don't know much about Japanese deep cut stuff, that's a Japanese pretty deep cut. Uh, he was a, a 70s or 80s cartoon. Okay. Um, and then I kind of went overboard on my costume. Okay. <laughs> I got really excited. So um, uh, so he's wearing um, a zoot suit from the mask, that, that nice yellow zoot suit. Um, I kid you
0: not. I almost put that too. Did you really? <laughs> I, I did, yeah. <laughs> this is why we're French.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, his head is Jeff Goldblum, uh, Jeff Goldblum's head. He's wearing a deep V with David Hasselhoff's chest hair, and he's uh, wearing glasses that are bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. And uh, nice. his name in the Oasis would have been John Swanson, Ron Swanson's brother.
0: <laughs> nice. Okay. So that's
1: the that's character. I'm ready. Okay. I'm excited for this.
0: Okay, so... Taking the homework away from mine, because you, you've got the homework. <laughs> I've got the Batman Forever Batmobile. Nice. With a flux capacitor, because I want I, I want that Back to the Future element. Yep. But instead of having Kit, like Parcival does, mm-hmm. I've got Jarvis.
1: Ooh, that's a good one.
0: And Jarvis would be my AI interaction. Like, in the book, it's uh, Max Headroom.
1: Yeah, that's right. I forgot he had that. Yeah. Yep, that's a good one.
0: My weapons would mm-hmm. be the White Ranger's sword Saba. Ooh. And Captain America's shield. Nice. Cuz nice. you got you got to have the sword and the shield. Oh,
1: um yeah.
0: and in that vein, my giant robot would be the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Megazord.
1: Yes. Good choice.
0: In um, all variations of that Megazord, so you can bring in the Dragonzord and build on it and Tyrannus, whatever whatever wow. the hell I need. <laughs> uh, like full access to all the the power, mighty Morphin Power Rangers stuff. Then my yeah. costume, I I didn't go as in depth with you, but uh, as you did. Um, but yeah. I've got the Star Lord uh, jacket, Ooh. like just pretty much the Star Lord up But it, instead of Star Lord's bag, I've got Jack Bauer's satchel.
1: Oh man, the big man purse.
0: Yeah, and yes. um, and uh, men in black glasses.
1: Very cool. I I I write that that. down,
0: but I'm adding that, so.
1: (laughs) Good. Oh, I really like
0: that. Um, And then I didn't really come up with an avatar name.
1: (laughs) Well, see, I realized when I was finding an avatar name, I wanted to be really clever about it, and I wanted to, like, find this, like, deep cool reference in literature to like hunting or like eggs or egg hunting or something. Yeah. And then I realized that real life me would either go for some off pop culture reference would go for something like sarcastic, like your mom, or would just let the Oasis pick for me.
0: Yeah. Honestly, if I was going to go for one, I just go with my uh, gamer tag, which I've been using now, which is gone solo. Yep. Like that. That's been my go-to since battlefront two in 2005. So, I mean, it's a
1: solid gamer tag.
0: Actually, no, I think it's from Battlefront 1. Damn. No, you're right. So remember, you had me over to show me that. Yeah. Yep. God.
1: <laughs> We've been friends for a long time.
0: We really have. <laughs> you need to get Battlefront 2 on Steam because the online servers are back up, and it's amazing.
1: I have it on Steam. I need to just just play it.
0: We should totally do that tonight.
1: I, like, I can't tonight, uh, but definitely, definitely. At some point in the time. near future. Definitely.
0: Um all right, anything else you got that you want to talk about, Ready Player One related? We think only think.
1: oh um I mean so we're all right, so this kinda popped into my head as we were talking, but this kinda had um and, and this might not be any bearing on anything, but I liked we talked about the challenges earlier. I really liked the challenges in the movie better than I did in the book because the challenges in the movie had to, to do with qualities of being a decent human being and all kind of centered around that. And the ones in the book kind of had to do with who's the biggest nerd here.
0: That is and a like, very fair point.
1: Because, like, all of the ones are like, how well do you know the script for War Games? Or, you know, how how much of this Dungeons Dragons map have you memorized? And in this one, it's all about taking the leap and kissing the girl. And, you know what I mean? Like, being a good teammate. Like, those kinds of things. And I really liked that aspect of it. And I like that they made it more applicable.
0: Yeah, it's more of the... Uh... Willy Wonka thing, like who gets the keys to the factory? Like, it's the person who might have stole the fizzy lifted drinks, but at the end of the day, they didn't take the gum to, um, uh, what's his name? No, I'm still with you. I have no idea. Ah, uh, that's gonna drive <laughs> me crazy. Oh, that's gonna drive me crazy. I'm gonna I have, understand. oh man,
1: what the hell is Well, name? you're gonna remember it in like an hour.
0: Yeah, I am. And then I'm just gonna cut it back in right here, Mr. Slugworth.
1: You do. I hope you do. Yep. And I hope it like sounds real awkward.
0: Yep. I'll just change my voice. Yep. <laughs> I'll sound like one of the Harry Potter puppet pals, Dumbledore.
1: Yep. Oh God, please do
0: that. Um. But yeah, I completely agree. Like, it made it more personal, and it wasn't just a trivia contest. And because Great. the Sixers had the advantage of everyone being there to like talk in their ear and guide them through the stuff.
1: Right. And I feel like in the book, the Sixers should have known all this stuff first, because if they really have a team of essentially Wade, then they mm-hmm. should figure it out first. But if the Sixers are all people that are the type of person that will, like, sacrifice the, the purity of a good game for, you know, getting a lot of money, then, yeah, they're probably not going to have all of these qualities. And I really liked that idea of it. And I like that he wasn't just looking for another version of himself. He was looking for a better version of himself. Yeah. Halliday was.
0: Yeah, I really like that too because you even have that test of wait, no, this is what you did to Aug. I'm not going right, to do Right, exactly. It
1: don't do this. And that wasn't in the book, was it? No, no, I don't think it was. Yeah, I don't think it was either. Yeah, I read, really, um, yeah, I like that part a lot.
0: I don't know if I've got anything else. Yeah, I don't think I do either. Um, Devin, it's been a pleasure having you on the show.
1: Thank you so much uh, for I having hope, me. Hopefully,
0: we'll do it again soon and maybe we'll get, even get uh, Ryan involved.
1: Oh, I, I hope, hope so. That would be awesome.
0: Hopefully, Sometime before the World Series ends. So, <laughs> all right. So we're gonna sign off like we usually do. Um, for you, you, have to watch this podcast. I'm Alan and I'm Devin, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.